Uh, first of all, do you believe in love languages? Ooh, good question. Um, yes. Okay, cool. That's I'm a firm believer. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, what's your love language? Well, I show love by physical touch. Okay. And I receive love through quality time. Um, we had a question about quality time. Well, I had a question about quality time because someone recently said there's different types of quality time. Yeah. Uh, this person likes to just have people around them. I don't think that's quality time because that's not quality. But then the other person actually wants to engage with people and that's what uh, she describes as quality time. Mm-hmm. So when you say quality time, what do you mean? I think my greatest desire... Uh, <laughs> Your greatest desire. Here we go. <laughs> is to be known. Okay. And so um, having someone that is interested in finding out who I am. So having people engage with you yeah, in I conversation. Guess so. And be like, yeah. Um, but then also like doing stuff. So like going out uh, with a group of people. Yeah. And uh, just to be with that group of people. Well, see, this is the thing, right? Like, do you think quality time is like chilling on the couch watching TV together? Is that quality nope. time? Mm. Nope. What is that? That is, uh, that's okay for about two hours, mm. the length of a movie. But that's not quality, right? No, no, mm. no. I mean, it could be quality time. Like, <laughs> we, went, uh, we went away a couple of weekends ago with a few families. We were staying in this batch that had a VCR. Mm. and VHS tapes and we watched the oldest Keanu Reeves sci-fi movie Matrix No no I don't no it wasn't sci-fi it was like I think it was like a thriller or something I don't know was it, it was Speed Is no. the one on the lake <gasps> I love that one No um, it was oh, it was something different. like I don't even know what it's about it was so bad <laughs> and also we weren't really paying attention to it we were just taking a rip out of it all the way through Yeah like there was this one scene where <laughs> he was hiding in the background of the scene and I was just like, you know what? If this was in HD, they would have all seen him by now. Because <laughs> it was just so blurry. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was quality time because we didn't re- we weren't watching the movie to watch the movie. Yeah, you guys uh, were yep, like yep, yep. engaging. We were watching with the movie. We were watching the movie and like critiquing it in funny ways. Yeah. All the way through. And I fell asleep a couple of times. How long was this movie? No, we'd just been driving for a long time. Oh. It'd been, uh, we were in Fittianga, mm. and uh, it was the end of the week. And, uh, yeah. Is there a difference between sitting, well, there is, sitting and watching a movie, say, but then also just, like, sitting in the car together, driving? That's probably more quality time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, going to, going to roadie. Is that what we call them? Yeah. Well, what, what makes it so, you know? Because you're going somewhere together. Mm. A, there is a connection. Ooh. Hey, this is a great segue for what I really want to talk to you about. Should we introduce the podcast first? What? We're on a podcast? Yeah. Welcome to She Bears and He Brews. <laughs> I, I keep on wanting to say He Brews and She Bears or He, <laughs> bear, he Bears and She Brews. Welcome, everyone, to not He Brews and She Bears, but She Bears and Hebrews, because ladies first, bro. Ladies first, bro. And also, it's not about he bears or she brews, because she brews doesn't make sense, really. I suppose it does make sense. She... Welcome to the podcast. How's yeah. it going, DJ Hey Gray? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I'm coping. Can you imagine? It's us talking, this, this really deep conversation, and like Hayden's just I'm out just here, here just filming. Like, mm. yeah. Hi, guys. Hey, do you guys hey we haven't really taken this conversation. Do you find it weird that someone's filming you? <laughs> 
I mean, it feels Yay. weird being here. <laughs> <laughs> Not being involved in the conversation yeah. at all. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, guys. You're doing a great job. Hey, yeah, this is yeah. really this is quality time, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah. Because so, filming said, the podcast together is feeling. Yeah, because we're doing time. the same thing and we're going somewhere together, mm. right? Therefore, mass is kind of quality time, isn't it? Because oh, we're all going to the ooh. same place for the same purpose. Um. Yeah, see, well, then, oh, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Mm. I have been at a mass where it's like everyone or like 98% of the people in the chapel. It was Festival 1, like all wanted to be there. Yeah. And it was like a quality mass. So, yeah, it definitely felt like a quality mass. Nice. Quality time mass, That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you I had was a watching. Yeah, well, I was watching this um, video today and it was Jackie and Bobby Angel. Yeah. Talking about true friendships. True friendships. What, is a, what is a true friendship? And they said that Aristotle had three different levels of friendship. So one was a utility-based friendship. Oh, yeah. Which is like, oh, it's kind of useful to have this friend, which oh, I, right. I think is networking, which I hate. Isn't that just also like... Uh there's like Martin Buber talks about uh, different types of relationships and there's the I-thou relationship being the deepest, but there's there's other levels where one's like, uh, yeah, like utility where you have a relationship with a, uh, the cashier. The reason we're yeah. in a relationship right now is because you're... There's a transaction or happening. Or like a plumber. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a, that's a utilitarian friendship. And then there is a... Like a friendship of pleasure, which means that you are, I guess, have a common interest. So you guys like the same things. <clears throat> so like if you're on a football team with a group of guys yeah. or girls. Yeah, or like longboarding. Longboarding. Shout out. Remember when we used to, to do that? Adam, yeah. You know who's into longboarding now? Who? Victoria. Well, she was always into longboarding, wasn't she? Well, she only just bought a longboard, so. Oh, okay. Anyway. Fine. Yeah, I'm too slow. I'm too too nana about it. I'm trying to get uh, Mariana involved because she's a chaplain. It seems to be a rite of passage. Yeah, you. I mean, that whole back area is meant to be for long. Yeah, months. we used to do it on the back area. Which back area? The outside area. The outside area. Uh, anyway, yeah, like longboarding or yeah. something else, like uh, Keanu Reeves sci-fi movies. Um, <laughs> or there is the virtuous friendship, which is um, a friendship where assuming two of you or two or more of you are wanting to go to the same place, have a similar goal, a.k.a. for us, heaven. Um, and so... Or mass. Same which is thing. Heaven. Yeah. Which um, means that you aren't afraid to call each other out and call greatness out of each other, which can be scary. And it's a little bit uh, rough sometimes. A little rough. A little rough. So... Yeah, I think that was, I don't know, maybe that's why it's quality time if you guys are like doing something together, like shared goals mm. or whatever. So yeah. Bishop Barron said something recently, well mm. he probably said a while ago, but he was on an episode of a Word on Fire show that I listened to recently, which kind of knocked me to the ground. Yeah. And I think it's one of the things that are really important that we should all try and like learn more about is the virtues. Yeah. Is like what is a virtue except trying to make a habit of something that is good so make make doing good things easy yeah yeah well um a friend of mine uh who went to like a 
a retreat thing in was learning about freedom. Mm-hmm. And she said, which kind of rocked my world, was <clears throat> the best reason to do something is because you want to. So it's like... The best reason to do something is because you want to? Yeah, now live with me here. I'm, I'm so living. So for example, waking up in the morning, right? Right. Which is hard for me. Okay. Like, like lately. Um, I hate waking up um, early in the morning, but what I'm working towards is actually wanting to wake up early in the morning. Ah. And by only by practicing and persevering. And then I'm like, oh man, I actually like doing this. And then, okay, I get and that. that's when you, I get f- that. when you find full freedom. Yeah. Is you're like, oh, I, I don't a, even have to struggle. With I this. Had a, we had an experience of this recently with Jess and I. Mm-hmm. So whilst I was still on break, we had some time off. And every morning we'd go for a walk with Jemima, put her in the, yep. put her in the uh, old pram and go for a walk. And to start off with, uh, it was a bit of a trial because mm-hmm. we've got a big hill on our driveway and we'd go for a walk and it was a bit tiring. But then we did it every morning. We just like, regardless of how we felt, we got dressed and went for a walk at nine o'clock every mm-hmm. morning. And then before we knew it, we were going on hour and a half walks mm. and we were actually missing the walks when we didn't manage to do it. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. But I, the, only, the only flaw I have with what your friend says is I always want to eat cake. Is that good? Well. Because I want to do it. No, 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 no. The best reason to do something good. The best reason to do something good. So cake's not good. Well, it's about mm. freedom, right? The more free uh, like oh, okay. we are in terms of ah, becoming saints, right? Well, I'm experiencing a lot uh, to do with freedom at the moment due to Exodus 90. Yeah. It's kicking my ass, man. Hey, can I ask you about Exodus 90, right? No. So it's like a, a whole lot of crap that you have to go through. Sorry, fam, but yeah, it's true. But does um, having people around you doing the same thing making making it easier? Well, here's the beauty of doing it this year. Because I'm a sucker for punishment, I do it every year. <laughs> And this year it's been beautiful because I've been leading a group of men doing it, mm. which is both beautiful and painful at the same time. Because mm. when they mess up, you kind of take responsibility. Wow. It's like, have I been leading them wrongly? Right. Why aren't they doing as I tell you? Wow. And one thing that I always knew was a difficulty, at least here in New Zealand, I haven't tried it in any other country, um, is the fraternity element. Mm. And there was a, uh, one of the reflections, yesterday's reflection just absolutely just like wounded my heart because I realized we were messing up the fraternity element. And, you know, as Father Mike Schmidt says, you don't raise to your expectations, you fall to your preparedness. Well, actually, he, didn't, he, he quoted someone else saying that. Mm. And I'm like, damn, I wasn't prepared for this. But I was prepared for the meetings Mm. So we've had meetings every week, which has been awesome, mm. but we haven't had any fraternity. We've had one fraternity thing mm. and, every- and everyone just turned up super casual and wasn't really fraternal about it, which sucks. But that's what I think about. I think the fraternity, what I've come to realize is it's like almsgiving. It's the, it's the forgotten child of Lent almsgiving, whereas the fraternity is the forgotten child of, of, of Exodus because it's the hardest part. Like the asceticism, it's like, mm. oh, I get that. It's it's hard and life's meant to be hard. I can do yeah, that. Yeah, Prayer, yeah. I understand. I'm praying to God. Fraternity, what what have these guys got to do with yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how I felt a lot of the time about friendship. And well, that's exactly what friendship is, you know, because like yeah. every relationship we have is training for our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I was reflecting on this maybe a couple of weeks ago 
and one of my coffee dates with Jesus. I still do them. Oh, cute. Yeah, because you know what, Hamilton? You guys have coffee going for you. What so, about that little place you used to go to near the old the old chaplaincy? Scarecrow? Yeah, nope. it was okay, but no, you know No, not Scarecrow, the, the one that was in the university. Mojo. Mojo. Oh, man. Coffee out here, better than Mojo. Oh, no. I Mojo. know. Oh, no, Mojo. Oh, no, Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about... Uh, there are some light topics like my mortality. <laughs> well, we're Catholic. Memento Mori. Anyway. Memento Mori. I was like, wow, I suck. And wow, I have like. I'm, I'm glad you've realized this. And wow, <laughs> I don't know how to do a lot. But I'm like, man, that's such an awesome thing. Because mm. that means I can't depend on myself. Which means I need to depend on something else or someone else like God. But also depend on other people. Mm. Which means that I am built for a relationship. Amen, sister. Because literally I'm not built to be by myself. Because mm. I will just fail. Yeah, and it's funny how like the world trying to teach us independence is the kind of the virtue of humanity. Yeah. It's kind of if you can do everything on your own, you're the best. No. Yeah. I, I've just like, I don't know, we ran an event uh, a week ago, uh, in recording, so I don't know when this is coming out, but sometime. In the past. In the past. <laughs> and, like, it was really awesome. My favorite part about the event was just seeing everybody doing the best work, like, they could in their kind of area. And it was just everyone doing their bit and making this event really awesome. And I was just kind of there, like, watching it all. You know what mm. I mean? And if I did it by myself... Number one, I would just, it would be shameless. Mm, mm. Um, and it just wouldn't be as fun. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because also people can perfect things that you can't perfect. Like me and Mariana were talking about this earlier in organizing events. Mm. For, organi for me, organizing event is get a venue, invite the people, bring, tell them to bring food. Mm. You've got your event. Nothing else really matters. It happens. Mm. Everything else you should work out in the day. Mm. And then you get introverts. And they think about everything. And then they come up with a better plan, but it takes like 10 times as long and slash never happens if, unless there's a, a, an extrovert <laughs> around. But like, yeah, it's, you, you need the skill sets of other people to yeah. make things awesome um, because we, we always miss something, even if we're the most prepared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like so like in that sense, okay, extroverts need introverts in order to make things awesome, but introverts need extroverts to make sure anything happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter how good your event is nothing turned up yeah, but like yeah, yeah. um yeah i think you know we need each other to perfect each other as like a refiner's fire and uh yeah yeah i think relationships really important because also like it's formative eh? Mm. like i think uh being married and having a child is two of the most formative experiences in the world of like ever in the universe in the whole time <laughs> and those two things are completely based around relationship yeah and relationship pulls you outside of yourself yeah to uh realize um where you're lacking i, I would say like i think you know guys typically even really humble guys think they're pretty awesome <laughs> Yeah, you tell me this all the time. I tell really? everyone this all the time. <laughs> yeah, actually, side note. One thing, when, as when, when I was a kid, one thing I always wanted to be able to do is say, you know, I always say, and then have a saying. And then I <laughs> realized. Know, I always say. <laughs> I, I always say that. 
But then I realized I have to start saying things in order to always say them. But you do though. But now, but since then I've started saying wow. things, and now now, you always say. now I can say I always say. Wow. And I wow. so I always say that men think they're <laughs> awesome, and then and then they get married, and they're they're confronted with a wife who can actually see them, and it's like I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so like your greatest cheerleader is also your greatest anchor in that they ground you quite heavily sometimes <laughs> it's like um so i think that's really cool but also like you know entering into that relationship um how much marriage has changed me as a person and formed me i guess like it's that, that freedom thing you were talking about mm. uh yeah bishop baron talks about freedom um is in the in the way that like uh freedom isn't just license of like i can do whatever i want however i want to do whenever i want to do it like you know it's like shakespeare didn't just take a pen and just go ah, and it turned out amazing because he was completely free but he was completely free but because he'd mastered himself mm. the way he mastered this 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 technique mm. and this language and was through limiting himself mm. in other areas so that he could grow in this area and i think you know marriage does that for the human person and also like um, raising a child because all of a sudden you can't just leave the house. And when you do leave the house, you can't leave the house without nappies. Man. Oh. <laughs> we did once. It's like, just gone to shop, surely it'll be fine. Nope. It was not fine. <laughs> we refer to it as the uh, exploding nappy of 2019. Wow. Jemima. We were in a car Girl. park in warehouse. We, we we were like, it's okay, we'll buy some nappies. We bought some nappies. We did not have any wipes. <laughs> so did you buy wipes? No. It was too late. <laughs> so where did you just like another nap? Did you just We just found stuff. <laughs> just stuff. Leaves, newspapers. No, Leaves? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I can't I can't remember it's all blur. Stinky, stinky blur. You know babies are tiny? Yes. They got a lot of crap. <laughs> just build it all up, shoot it all out <laughs> like a rocket. And that was a formative experience for me. Do you know, speaking of crap, like actually speaking of crap, um, there was this one little like um, example that... I'm quite worried what you're going to talk about right now. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> um, Cam, sorry. Okay, Our carry friend on. Cam, sorry. Good old um, Cam. Well, when he replaced you at the chaplaincy. So I am replaceable. Okay, Karen. You are. Thanks. We all are. We're all going to die. Memento Mori, remember? Yep. Think of your mortality. I um, thought we were irreplaceable. Maybe this is the title of this podcast is Memento Mori. Remember your mortality. You're going to die. Okay. <laughs> I'm on fire is the first one. Yeah. I'm going to die. Is no, you're going to die. No, you're going to die. Okay. That's friendship. So Cam, sorry. Sorry, Cam, sorry. Came through to the chaplaincy and then I was showing him... This kind of like the vision and mission statement that we were working uh, on. The, the pillows. Pillows. <laughs> pillows of chaplaincy. So our pillars of the chaplaincy are evangelization, prayer, and community. Take a note, Marina. Yeah, I don't know if you guys still use it. I mean, no, feel they don't. Free. They burnt it. That's fine. To the ground. They, they, you really did? They thought... They didn't burn it. But they ripped it up. Yeah, they thought it was lit. okay. It's whatever. It's like, this is on fire. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Cam was like, yeah, yeah, I agree with evangelization and prayer, but community, I'm not sure about that. And I was like, what? 
Because you know me, man. Like, I, that was my thing, right? That was your thing. That was my thing. Bringing people together. Bringing people together, asking dumb questions, making yeah. people feel welcome. Yeah. With dumb questions. Amen. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, what do you mean? He's like, man, I think it might be friendship that you're talking about. I'm like, what the frick? What, isn't that the same thing? What the friendship? What the friendship? And then he started to draw this plant, this pot plant on the whiteboard. And he had a pot, some dirt, and the plant. And then he said, the pot is community. It holds, you know, stuff together. Mm-hmm. The crap, that's where I got the crap from. The, the, the soil is the crap that happens in the community or in, in relationships. And it's all oriented towards the plant, which is friendship. So community serves friendship. Because oh. if community just serves for community itself, it kind of implodes, right? So it's like if you orient stuff towards actually having people have like relationships, like true friendships, your community is like what kind of, it's just a structure around that. Hmm. So I was thinking, even in our chaplaincy days, I'm going to be a little mushy. Aww. Speaking of crap. <laughs> no, mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I, I took this kind of idea and I had a talk. Um, I think I, uh, to some people at some conference, whatever, um, about this, um, about how to build organic community. And I think what people miss a lot with their communities is that they don't really, like the crap is underrated. And when I mean about crap, it's like the culture that we build. Mm. Um, it's all the hard stuff. It's mm. intentionality. It's the... Like <coughs> convenience. And then my examples that I used for that, I was like, my friend Dom Algeri. I'm a great example for crap. <laughs> so what I said, I was like, uh, when I was a student, true story, everyone, when I was a student at the chaplaincy, uh, I walked into like Newman Hall, old Newman Hall, and I realized that I think I like lost my car keys. Remember this? Not at all. I lost my car keys. And I was like, oh, no, I need to be somewhere. I lost my car keys. I don't know what to do. And you were a chaplain. And you literally just stopped what you're doing. You're like, all right, let's go find these car keys. And there was OGG building. And it was like friggin' 500 meters away. Some, I don't know, from Newman Hall. Mm-hmm. You took Sharky. Sharky's like, what? And so you guys like boosted out of Newman Hall to OGG. And I'm like, I'm kind of seeing me walking because I don't want to run. Obviously, because I'm a fat student. Anyway, and so I'm like watching you guys try to find these keys. And I'm like, in my head, why is this, why are they so nice to me? <laughs> why, this guy's got a job. Why is he so, like, why does he care? Mm. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Yeah. And it wasn't a one-time thing, you know? And that was like the culture at the chaplaincy. Because you just did that for people, you know? Yeah, that's what I did. And it was an, an inconvenience, but you just did it because you were like, Someone needs me. I'm a doer. You were a doer. Mm. And so I think a lot of people miss that, especially with friendships. It's like, I, I definitely miss it because I'm like, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, mm. I am the, like, I suck at friendship. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, one thing that uh, has been inspiring me for the past couple of years, and you know about this because two years ago, St. Teresa of Lisieux became my patron saint. Mm. Remember that? Remember yeah, that? I yeah, do, good, do times, good times. Good times. <laughs> Um, and she taught me about this, uh, concept of joyful suffering. I always, I kind of knew about it, Mm. 
but I never really like understood it or anything. Mm. And um, through reading his story of a soul and through experiencing life, um, I came to understand this like genuine happiness and joy that comes from the concept of suffering that's going to happen. And I find myself in times of trouble. <laughs> Don't, please. Experiencing pure joy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, no, but like, seriously, um, like St. Teresa of Lisieux was my, uh, she kind of guided me into this new stage in my life where I left the chaplaincy, um, quit my job, had a baby, did start a degree and doing assignments and all the crap that comes with it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like I really just learned about how to experience enjoy, joy in this, in these horrible things. It's like, why would you enjoy like the inconvenience mm. and like bring it into relationships? Or why would you enjoy the, like the difficulty of, you know, uh, BioSci 107, which if anyone's done it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, or Pop Health 111. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who likes statistics? statistics? Don't say you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't say you do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. But like, you know, these things that were like dis difficult and seemingly pointless. Yeah. And we had to endure this just barrage of rubbish crap. And um, we, uh, but in that moment, in those, in those things, it was like, I hate these things. These are horrible. I found this joy and this 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 um, energy that just came from like this is an opportunity for me to suffer. This is great, and uh, how exciting! And it actually led to some amazing experiences of some really good, great like group work and some great opportunities to like uh, be a witness to God to people and who are sharing that situation that maybe didn't believe. And I think that's it's all the little things. Like we're like. Um, Hey God, I want to do something for you. And it's like, you know, where's my, you know, miracle moment where something amazing happens because I pray to you and everyone sees it, you know, where's my, you know, uh, parting of the Red Sea or, you know, bringing water out of a rock to feed everybody, you know, like Moses did. And those moments are when you drop everything you've got to help somebody in need that's a friend. It's those things that are really inconvenient. It's like, I've got a plan today mm. and I want to, com I want to complete these, th these five things. And you get halfway through thing number one and there's someone that is in need comes to you yeah. or is in your vicinity and you can help them. And then you invest in that. And it's like, my plans are like falling apart, but like, I'm going to suffer for this later, but I'll do it for God. And I'll do it for this person. And again, coming back to marriage, it's kind of like, you know, talk about needing to forget yourself, you know, and then having a child. It's like, you know, you think, you know, okay, in marriage, I need to die to myself. I need to do the dishes and I need to do the chores around the house when uh, my wife's tired or sick or something. Wait till you have a baby. That thing loves you to pieces, but also doesn't care about you. It's like, it's like, I want this, <laughs> sort me out. I need this nap and I may need my nappy changing, but I also want to run away from you whilst you're doing that. And like, you just need to completely just forget yourself and completely live for the other. Mm. And like, this is the importance of that fraternity element in Exodus 90. Mm. And like, 
And the thing about Exodus 90 that I've realized this year is it's, it's not about the program at all. This isn't, this isn't a men's retreat for 90 days. This isn't like a 90-day program that you, you know, that you complete and then you finish. Mm. This is training you for a way of life. This is informing you that like, you know, oh, here's how you earn a million dollars by doing these things. The way you don't earn a million dollars is by not doing these things, forgetting these things. And it's just concepts of, um, you know, asceticism, freeing yourself from the things of this world that are holding you back. Like my biggest thing I was telling you earlier is food. I didn't realize that. I always knew I enjoyed food, um, but I, I didn't realize how much I used it as a coping mechanism. So I will, you know, um, eat my emotions. No, uh, when I... I'm like, if I'm having rough days, right, it's a chocolate bar. It's not turn to God and pray. It's like, yeah, sure, turn to God and pray, whatever. You know, it's like, you're the same. Hashtag, hashtag relate. Kit Kat Chunkies. That's the way. That's that's the one. That, yeah. That's the thing. Bruh. But like, and like those things, like a Kit Kat Chunky, it's not bad in itself. Yeah. But when it takes the place of experiencing this difficult situation, this rough day to the full, Memento Murray, remember your death. Remember that there is pain in this and that's part of your life. And so it, like fully experiencing life in this, in, by asceticism taking you away from the things that you used to cope. Mm. It's like a numbing agent, taking away music, taking away technology, taking away sweet foods, taking away cold showers, freeing yourself up because you're spending half an hour in the shower. Why? You're clean already. Get out. You've got things to do. Uh, prayer is like actually putting that into your day, mm. like actually contemplating the scriptures, actually wrestling with concepts and offering it to God. Mm. And then fraternity is like, don't do it. You know, look outside yourself, mm. look to the community and actually set time aside for that because in, that, in those relationships, in that community, that's where you're going to find your strength because no man is an island. That's where you're going to find um, your struggles, you know, the, the, the soil in the plant pot. Mm. That's where you're going to grow because you don't grow by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in that video of Jackie and Bod, Bob, Bob, Bobby? Bobby. Bobby. Jackie and Bobby. Jackie and Bobby. Yeah, they were saying that... The um, angels. <laughs> yeah, the angels. Um, like I think they quoted somebody they were like friendship is what makes life worth living because yeah like there is pain and stuff and suffering in life and why would you do that alone you know and mm. I think there was a quote by St. Thomas Aquinas I was writing like a card for a friend of mine and I found this and it's like friendship is the most prized thing Oh, the thing that you should prize the most, the side of heaven. Like, I, mm. I think I paraphrase it, but I was about to ask you, like, why is that important? Like, why is friendship important? And you know, I think you're kind of alluding to it, this whole, like, forgetting yourself and, and all that. I guess we're made to, to give of ourselves. Mm. Um, and maybe that is also the key to unlocking that whole joyful suffering thing. Because I don't understand that still. You know, like, I, I have had experiences where it's like, um, for a mate, I will do something that I would much rather not do, but just for this person I will. And like, it, it always is a little thing. Like, uh, mm, You have a disclaimer. What do you mean? <laughs> um, 
offer a limited times only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like there was this one time. So At certain I, branches. <laughs> I visited um, my family in Auckland because it was my brother's graduation, and I think my parents couldn't make it, <clears throat> and the the graduation was like really like it was the latest, like okay. the latest um, date. Yeah, or time or whatever on that day, and and I had to like drive back to Hamilton. And I was like, why aren't you guys going to this graduation? Like, it's my, it's your brother, like, it's my brother's graduation, blah, 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 you know? And they're like, well, we can't. Like, why don't you go? And I was like, oh, um, because I was like, well, I have to, I have to drive back to Hamilton and, you know. Mm. But then I was like, nah, I should, because no one's going to be able to be there. I can, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, the graduation gets later and later because the one before his ceremony was, really big apparently. Oh. so as we walk into his ceremony which is maybe already like half an hour late so it's like 9 30 by now and yeah did you hear gray nose the freaking like driving in the evening back home for like an hour and a half is not the best anyway <laughs> so the guy's like um, yeah, sorry guys, the ceremony beforehand was the second biggest ceremony we've ever had in the history of the, the university. Mm-hmm. Good news is, this is the longest ceremony that we'll be having um, in the history, in the history of, the of the university. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting in the, in the longest. longest ceremony and I'm like, ah, oh, heading for gold. here we go. And so I'm just like looking at my watch. And then um, it's engineering block and all these people are coming up and people are screaming for the people. Because it was up. so long. Nah. <laughs> 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 well, they're, they're like kind of cheering. Sorry, cheering, so for no their, <laughs> cheering for the people, right? And then my brother gets called up and me, well, my sister is with me as well. Me and my sister start screaming and cheering for him. Yeah. And it was really, really awesome. And it was only like two seconds. There's only two of you guys screaming? Yeah, cool. but we were two Filipinos, so it sounded like there was 800 of us. Okay. But we were screaming and cheering him on like this. That worked? Uh, he was hoping. <laughs> I think it is. Yep. Right, cool, it, it worked. And then we left straight away. <laughs> but I was like, wow, if I wasn't there, if we weren't there, no one would have screamed for him. No one would have cheered mm. him on. And I was like, all that time that I waited... And I was getting really agitated and impatient, but it was all worth it so that mm. I could cheer my brother on. Amen. You know? Yeah, I do know. Yeah, so I guess that's what the joy is. Yeah, joyful suffering. Yeah, I think, and Cam said something similar to me. It was like, <laughs> I asked him about, you know, marriage. And I'm like, is it worth it? Because, you know, people, it just doesn't, people. Anyway, yeah. Also, that's, that, that's your question, isn't it? Ah! Anyway, so you're asking Cam about this. And Cam's like, yeah, man. I'm like, really? 100%. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't trade my best day of being single to my worst day of being married. And I was 100%. Like, Why? 100%. And he said, well, because I'm made to give of myself. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm still trying to figure that out, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I'm learning that. Yeah, I think I agree 100% with that. It's like uh, there's something amazing in emptying yourself out for the other and it's something that's completely missed because people focus too much on the suffering mm. when actually you have to remember that joy will come in the morning and uh the morning yeah joy will come in morning as well wow. because i think morning 
you you know there is an element of mourning your your previous self mm. yourself before the relationship before the friendship you're in mm. um there can be that but then after a while it's like why was i why did i even want that um yeah. because now i have so much more and like especially for myself i guess because as a single person and an extrovert i was like um a hose that had been switched on and it was holding, I was just flailing around. <laughs> as, and then like, as I got married and had a child and like, as I, I learned how to enter into a relationship with people, yeah. I learned how to love people. Like, cause, cause I had, I had love for my wife and that was like a full love. I could then love other people without being confused where the line is. Mm. And uh, so then I could genuinely say to people, I love you. Like that are just friends that maybe I've only known for a couple of weeks. And they're like, what are you saying that for? Are you in love with me? It's like, no, I, but I do love you because mm. I'm called to love you. Wow. And I'm called to love you and be in relationship with you. And so I think um, like a pruning is necessary. And the only way you can be pruned is by entering into something that is something completely other to yourself. And the most uh, tangible way of doing that is by entering into friendship a relationship and marriage. Wow. Man, I was going to ask you another question, but that kind of felt like the natural end to this conversation. I would drop this mic, but it's on a uh, boom. <laughs> uh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's also really expensive. So, in summary, yeah, my bullet points. Hey, we should call this one Friendship is Crap. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Maybe not as a title because we're not supposed to be swearing. Why not? Friendship yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Oh man. Doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. It's okay. crepe. C R E P E. It's crepe. Yeah, friendship it's is crepe. It's crepe. Yeah. Crepe. Or um. Um. Pancake. Oh, you said er, you guys said something earlier about like um like you replaced like the F word with friendship. What oh, the friendship? Yeah. What the friendship? What the friendship? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What the friendship. Anyway, thanks for joining us for this episode of He Bears and She Brews. She Bears and He Brews, Dominic! <laughs> I did on purpose that time. I know. Okay. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with us, uh, contact uh, DJ Haygray at... Oh, uh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't contact him. He doesn't want any part of your friendship. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Just comment below. You can find us at this Facebook address. (laughs) CDH.org.nz. Boundaries. That's another episode. Ooh, that's good. You're only supposed to give like a generic web, like email address so they can email their questions to you. I need to make one. I need to make one. (laughs) I'm going to keep all of this. This is so funny. Okay. Well, stay in touch. 